Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? What's up there, brother? <laughs> You're uh, executing a, a, a mobile a mobile uh, show today. A little bit, but yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was when, uh, in our normal start time, I was in the middle of executing uh, negotiations. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I. I'm gonna say. Uh, even though in your lifetime, for most people, you don't purchase a car a lot. No. Right? Um, and so I'm going to say that whenever I have to do something like that, it's probably top number one thing I hate to do. Yeah, I don't think anybody particularly enjoys car buying. Even, even when you make it, as like as a buyer when you try to make it as easy as possible for the car dealership yes it, it's it's like there's this uh very dogmatic response like i have to go through this process that i was trained on when i when i got hired and i watched a 45 minute how to buy a car or how to sell a car video <laughs> like i just have to go through my checklist like i have to say these things right okay you know? Oh, yes, dude. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's like the, uh, did you ever see the your, the the episode of Seinfeld where uh, Putty, Elaine's boyfriend who, who works at the car dealership, he, he was a mechanic and he made his way up to salesman. And he thinks, and Sa- Jerry thinks that he's getting this great deal on a car. And then in the middle of the negotiation, Putty and Elaine break up. And all of a sudden, the deal's like off <clears throat> and Putty starts trying to charge him for all this ridiculous yeah, so, stuff. So like it was bo- a bottom sob. coating. He was trying to buy a saw, right? <laughs> is is that the same is that the same episode where Right, um, yeah, yeah. Uh uh Kramer goes and, and te- on the test drive and they see how <clears throat> how long that that they can they can go past the E. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yeah. How the, how the, like right exactly i think that's the epi- same episode that and, and, and the freaking salesman's with him just like initially he's like uh we were supposed to turn there by the end of the episode he's like i've never felt so free but yeah man it's like Dude, i awesome. uh so total genius i'm not a i'm not sponsored by this but i will say that the negotiating techniques that i've used that i've learned from chris voss worked worked amazingly oh yeah okay he has um he has really? a book uh called uh never uh never hold on wait it's called uh never split the difference and chris voss was the lead uh hostage negotiator for the fbi and he has a company and now that oh, he, wow you know, okay he talks to business people all that but yeah man like i was using his techniques and they were working masterfully yeah but at some point too 
Uh, really? It worked on two levels, but then there's somebody that just, they can't, they're not high enough on the sales ring to, to make the decision. You know what I mean? Like, you have the cars. Yeah. Right. But then you have yeah. the sales manager. And I got to go, I gotta go talk to my sales manager. Uh, make the decision, right? So what it, what right, it all yeah. boils down to sure. is that when I gave yeah. him a price, um, this is also one of the things, too, where uh, he gave me the starting price on the sheet of paper, right? And I was like, I was like, man, that, like this is a brand yeah. new car, and like, what? Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, hey, man, this this is a great, like, this is a very generous offer. Um, but like, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, like, yeah, that, you know, that's not what I was thinking it was gonna be. Well, what what were you thinking? It was gonna be, oh man, right. I'm, I'm embarrassed. So then he leaves, and he comes back. And he knocks another like thousand dollars off, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, like like you said, like that's that's a super generous, especially for this car, super generous offer." Um, but you know, I, that's not what I, I was I was thinking it was going to be lower, and I I just you know, like I said, I'm embarrassed. So, hey, thanks. And he was like, "Well, what what do you want?" That's when you know you got him. And so the next thing I did. Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh, I could pay uh, uh, an even number," I said, "I can pay ten thousand four hundred and thirty-seven dollars and forty-nine cents." And he was—he started laughing. He was like, "That's a really okay. exact number. Like, how did you come up with that number?" <laughs> because when you when you say I can pay eleven thousand. Then they'll say, well, what about 11.5? Oh, sure. Yep. So, so mm-hmm. then it was like, sure. okay, uh, well, I mean, that that's what I came in here thinking I was going to spend today was $10,447.39. So then it was like, let me go get my sales manager. Sales manager comes out. And this is where it got a little dicey. Because this dude comes in, he was like, "Well, where did you get this number?" Okay. Like, well, did Martin not tell you what how I got the number? Well, he said that's what you can afford. Okay, you would think because he knows what I said, right? Because then why would that conversation go on? Right. And so where it got dicey because this dude was like, "Well, you know, this is like anything above this line, non-negotiable. Anything below this line, we can negotiate." And so the guy's like talking to me, like, you know, well, I've got to pay. He started telling me his problems. Like, I've got to pay this guy this much money. I got to pay this oh, guy. Oh, sure. This. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. Yep. Hold on. I'm like, so I'm the one buying the car and you're telling me about the dealership's problems instead of you. Like, why is this now turned on you? How how is this turned on? Well, I'm just trying to be transparent. And I was like, Martin, right. how many kids do I have? Five. What are their names? And he knew four out of he could remember four out of the three. What's my oldest son do? Oh, he's an Eagle Scout. I'm like, I'm like, I was transparent with him. And then you're gonna ask me how why like where did I get this number? You know why? That number is what I'm willing to pay because I have five kids. 
I'm like, so yep. he was like, well, what about a used car? He's like, no, I'm not looking for a used car. This is the car I'm, I'm looking for. Like, so, you know, well, I can't make that decision. Well, who can? They're not here right now. Well, you guys call me when they get here. And then I left. Oh man, look at you in there! <laughs> like, oh like you and negotiations. <laughs> I, I I will say I never really thought uh, going into buying a car. I will say they we've owned a number of, of vehicles. Uh, the Jeep that I bought a couple of years ago and I bought it new. Not so sure I'll ever do that again. I don't think I will. I really, I don't think I'm buying new cars anymore. Uh, they depreciate too quickly. And uh, really the cars at the end of the day, if you look around and hunt around, it's like you can find vehicles that, you know, might have a little bit of mileage on them. They might be a couple of years old, but you're saving a lot of money. Um, the other thing that the other thing that we did this last time that we bought a vehicle, we actually no, that's not true. We have a Ford Expedition that we bought ten years ago, and we we still have it on the road. It's got about about one hundred and fifty thousand miles, which is generous, considering that it's driven across the country four times. Uh, but when we bought we bought that one used. We actually walked into that car buying experience with a check in hand because that was one of the big things. I remember years ago us buying this Honda Accord and it was a great car. But when we went in there, man, we were just not in hindsight. We were really not in a position to be buying this car and we did not have any kind of leverage. And these dudes just start like. Hey, we're and they gonna can. find you a and lender. They can and they will. We're gonna find. We're gonna find you a lender. Don't no. you worry about it. Oh, they can't. Oh, they will. And they did. I mean, it's one of those things. We. I mean, everybody knows the story about you know, guy goes into a car dealership with no leverage and comes out with some you know, loan with an eighteen you know an, an APR of like fourteen percent or some ridiculous thing, and that was us. I mean, we were just not in a position and we ended up coming out with some ridiculous number, uh, paying way, way, way too much. And, uh, after that experience, I was, I looked at Jennifer and I was like, we're never doing that again. Never, ever doing that again. I was like, next time we buy a vehicle from now on, when the, we go through this experience, we are walking in with a check in hand. We've already been approved and say, this is what we are authorized to spend nothing more um and we did the same thing with the jeep which i will say once you go in there and you're already approved man does that ever make your life easy because they're just like oh okay cool like we don't have to worry about finding you financing you're good to go let's figure out what car you're gonna buy uh and i know jennifer like i say the the expedition one hundred fifty thousand miles it's not terrible. That thing can go a long way. I'm really hoping we can get at least a couple more years out of it. It is a really nice car. Uh, it's served us really, really well. 
it's it doesn't have all the you know newest stuff uh, that uh, these brand new cars have. But even when the time comes for us to be looking at something, I know we'd really like to get another expedition, but I think we're going to go about it the same way we did this one. I think we're going to be looking for something that's maybe a couple years old, something that has a little. Yeah, so what in hindsight, one of the things that I could have done, um, which is also a thing is, is question their fairness. Uh, when when you put in when you put into like make people think about well I mean I I understand all your things but do you think this price is really fair? Then they'll be like, well, they have to explain themselves then at that point. But the one thing that really like it turned right. the tables on me, and this is for people, if you don't know this or not, because some people go into this blind. So there's a processing fee, right? It's it's never zero, uh, but the, each state has different like caps on how much the dealership can charge for a processing fee. And so, mm. this, for the Commonwealth of Virginia, yep. the cap is two hundred fifty dollars. And their processing fee was seven hundred dollars. Okay. And I and I kept on like, well, what's this? Explain this this processing fee for me. He was like, well, that's the fee we have to charge. We have to charge for you know our processing of the vehicle and all. So it's like, oh, okay. And it's seven. It's seven hundred. And he was like, um, he's like, yep. I'm like, where did y'all get that number? He was like, well, this is like all the dealerships around here charge it okay but where did they get the number what it's the price that we've all agreed upon how much the charge is like what about the commonwealth of virginia what what do they say it should be and he didn't know he didn't say anything i was like i'll tell you it's 250 dollars. well i don't know about that it's like no that that's that's the truth so where are you getting the extra uh you know 450 dollars right yeah. <laughs> no answer. I was like, no answer. I was like, I'm just saying, <laughs> if we're Silence. being transparent, because you know, being trans- if we're being transparent, I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, hey man, that's good for you though. I mean, so so at this point you're waiting to see if they you're waiting to see what they come back with for um, a counter offer or if they're willing yeah, to accept what you've offered. Yeah, ten thousand four hundred thirty-seven dollars and forty-nine cents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is my offer. But I mean, yep. I'm saying, but I'm saying you're waiting for yeah. you're waiting for somebody higher to come back and say whether that's leverage, uh, right? You just said okay. leverage. There. Well, then, there they, you go. They have until. Uh, November yeah. 30th. So that's like a cutoff date for them for some reason. So they have until November 30th. It's the 23rd. Yeah. And and by me walking out the door and like, and I'm with saying, hey, this, yeah. you know, 30 and 49 cents, then guess what? They either want it or they don't, dude. And I don't need it. 
Well, and I, I think that I'm that's the, I think that at the, the end of the day, I, I as long as you're not. To not leave anything, you know, like, this is it. No, 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 no. Right. I, and, and it's, like I say, I think that it's one of those things where, uh, at the end of the day, they want to sell cars. Well, they need to sell them. Like, that's why they're there. Yeah. yeah. They're there to sell these cars. They have to sell them. I mean, they have. I mean, they have them in stock. They can't just hold on to them and be like, "Well, we're not selling cars unless blah blah blah." It's like, you know, they 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 need to sell them. Uh, and the biggest thing is, like you just said, you don't need to buy this car. They need to sell it. You don't need to buy it. Uh, Again, that's like the whole thing with, you know, you could find yourself in a in a terrible situation where, uh, you know, there and Jennifer and I found ourselves in this position where we were in a position where we were like, we need a car, period. We need it. And we have no money to put down, you know, whatever. And that's when you walk out getting raped because, you know, we walk in. We literally had a car towed onto the lot. Think about what's going on in a car salesman's head when he sees this car and a couple. I got them. And their cars being towed on to the dealership. Oh, dude, it's like blood in the water. But you know, this, this guy, you know this what? guy's like, uh, he didn't say, he didn't tell you guys, I mean, <laughs> like, you guys brought in this car, you know, I can give you like a thousand dollars, but it's going to have to cost me 400 to get it. Blah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh no. I mean, it was just, it was basically us coming in and being like, we have no financing. Our, our, our credit's terrible. We need a car. And this dude's just like, I got you. Don't worry about it. I mean, and and some of the stuff that this guy, the, some of the stuff that this guy talked us into doing was, I mean, this there this guy could have, this guy probably could have gone to prison or something for some of the stuff that he By was the, encouraging us to do. I mean, just yeah, the totally unethical stuff that I mean, it, when you're sitting there listening to him telling you like, oh, I mean, just stop paying that. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Just stop paying it i mean crazy stuff but hey man you know that's the thing is that you when you walk in there and you don't need to buy that car it provides you like you say it provides you with that leverage like hey man this is you you need to sell this car and i'm here to buy one so if you want to make some money uh i'm here but i'm not gonna go crazy i mean that's the that's the, the, the ultimately the best position you can put yourself in is when you can actually just walk out yeah. the door. Well, you walk know, out here's the, door the deal, like, right? Here, here's one of the big that's examples it. this guy talks about is if it's about undervaluing you, you're like, there's ego involved when you're talking about money and what, what you're willing to take or I'm just not going to take anything. Right. And he always he, he pulls people like um, for you to play. Drums, right. Right. And this this is a super extreme. I know. But it's like, hey, uh, I'll I'll pay you thirty five bucks to do this gig. And on a on a on a Thursday, when you know you have nothing right. planned, 
you weren't going to do anything on Thursday. Okay. So then you're like, no, I'm not doing right. that. Well, why? Because it's your ego or would you, I can either make $30 cause $5 in gas or sit in my house and do nothing. You know, now right. it becomes, well, there's ego involved, but now it also mm-hmm. becomes, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like financial, like, do I need the money or not? Okay. To, you know, to pay, to play for three right. hours. Well, guess what? You just made $10 an hour. Show me some fucking like some, some jobs that pay more than $10 an hour that, you know what I mean? But people, musicians don't go out and do gigs for 35 bucks. Right. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You'll bring down. You'll bring down the entire. You know what? What you know? What people are expecting to get paid. You'll. 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 But you'll, see, that's the thing. You'll is hurt that everybody to your if right. If I'm to buying a left, car from that, that dealership, I'm not going to tell everyone. I got you know this this car for X amount of below than than what they were. No one ever says that. More people are like, I got away with it. <laughs> no. I can keep that shit a secret. No, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. No, that's pretty crazy yes. though. So uh so Oh, I got a great story week, for that. Man. Turkey uh, week. But first of all, what's what's on y'all's typical dinner? Okay. What's the menu? I would you that, do. and I, yep. again I know we get into foodie talk, so it's Thanksgiving week. You have to talk foodie, right? I mean, because it's just what you do on Thanksgiving Day is eat. So eat and give thanks and give thanks. Um, but yeah, no, uh, obviously the turkey will do that. Uh, we don't really usually do anything crazy with the turkey. We, we usually just bake it or roast it or whatever you want to call it. Um, season it pretty simply. Uh, this year, uh, yeah. I think uh, I think Mackenzie last year's did what she's. I think she's planning on doing again what she did last year, and it was almost like a yes. uh, yep. lemon okay. garlic kind of thing with the turkey. So, uh, yeah, uh, but it's still like so. The typical thing is going to be mashed potatoes. We're not doing instant, so we're going to do like legit mashed potatoes. Uh, we'll do. Uh, the green bean casserole, you got to do that. French's green beans, yep. you know, with the little onion things on top. Love it. Um, we'll do my mother's uh, stuffing recipe. So pack the bird full of that good stuff. Uh, then we'll do, well, actually, we found uh, last year, we found this recipe for this stuff. It was really, really good. And it's like a, you you cut up uh, Brussels sprouts, butternut squash, dried cranberries, and pecans. You cover the whole thing up. You like you mix it up all in a bowl, put it on a baking sheet, and cover it with maple syrup and bake it. So that like the the maple syrup almost like candies all of it. Oh my god, dude! It was so good. It was delicious. So we're gonna do that again. 
And then just, you know, we'll do like the cranberry sauce and rolls and I mean, that typical kind of thing. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it. We're in a weird position when it comes to uh, Thanksgiving this year. So, uh, you know, part of it is, I mean, like my brother and his family, they were going to come over for Thanksgiving, but it really occurred to me this past weekend. I'm like, uh, like Madison is about to pop, dude. And I don't know, like, what are we going to do? Like Thanksgiving day, like if we have this brand new newborn in the house, which I, I, is it strange to you? Like this whole idea of like limiting, like for the first couple of weeks that the newborn's in the house, you're sort of trying to limit no, exposure no, just, to, you know, a lot um, of germs and stuff like that. Well, you know, we've, you know, being, being a, a five kids and all, uh, I think that we've, we've become a little bit, a little bit more relaxed with that rule. Uh, but I mean, honestly, what, yeah. what is people coming over to see the baby? Um, I think as social media has, has progressed since our first kids, mine and yours to now, it's kind of like more people aren't, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like, Oh, I just right. want to hold the baby. You know what I mean? Like, but I think we've we've taken more. Right. Than my yeah. my wife will probably be like that's complete bullshit. Um, but in my perspective, it's like there's people that we trust. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're clean. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yeah, we, we trust. You know, <laughs> as as a matter of fact. If we have people that are like, uh, okay, well, I'm just gonna stay back because because you know it's like, okay, then what the fuck have you been doing? You know what I mean? That, um, but right, but yeah. no, I think we've we've trust, sure sure we've trusted people more. But my uh, but uh, right, I, uh, but I remember when our kids were small. I mean, it's, and I'm not saying that we locked them away or whatever. But that was always my understanding with the kids. You know, my understanding with the kids was always when they were infants, newborns, especially right home from the hospital, that those first couple weeks, it was like, okay, you know. Well, we're, and that, we're that's gonna, mostly like, hold for, off on for having like a lot life. of people over. Like, that that sort of thing. So, she's recovering from, you know, having something come out of her. You know what I mean? Like, are you comfortable? Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, sure, sure. Yeah, but I would say this. I think standard would probably be like two weeks. Yeah, because the kids, the kids, been inoculated. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I mean, exactly. Like they've gotten shots or whatever the deal is. I mean, so the whole point, the whole point I'm trying to make is just that we had a plan to do like a big Thanksgiving. And, you know, when the realization that she's due, you like, uh, I mean, her due date is and, and, uh, and what date do you have for Sunday the, for the for the kitty for the pot? And I'm taking. OK. Oh, I've got the day before that. I've got Saturday, the 28th. That's my day. Uh, so I'm taking her to go see the doctor tomorrow she's supposed to have like this visit with the OB or whatever. 
And there's always the chance that tomorrow they may be like, okay, well, let's get this thing yeah, they, started. I mean, and I a lot of times, like, not. they'll say, uh, uh, yeah, like, so you know, we think you're ready. Let's take the kid out. Like, you're right. You're right. Within a couple of days, you know, from tomorrow, they yeah. can say Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that I think that at this point, I'm just sort of like, you know what? Let's just keep it chill. Like, we'll do Thanksgiving, but it's really going to be us and, like, the kids. So, and, and who knows? I mean, depending on what Madison's situation is. I mean, if she, if she were to go in to the doctor tomorrow and the doctor were to do anything to sort of induce this whole thing, there's a good chance that she wouldn't even go into the hospital for another 24 hours, which means she would go into the hospital on Wednesday night. And she's, you know, maybe deliver sometime on Thanksgiving Day. And then she's not going to come home for at least, you know, 24 hours after that, you know, or 48 hours. I mean, if she were to go in tomorrow and they were to do something to try to induce her, I would not be surprised. Like, if she did go into the hospital on Wednesday, she wouldn't even be home until maybe sometime Friday. So... We're just, I mean, but the weird thing is, is that now with all these restrictions because of COVID, now she's in this position where it's not like we can nope. all go to the hospital and nope. like sit there and like knead our hands and like wait for the baby to come out. So yeah. it's basically like she has, she's allowed to have one person there, which obviously is yep. Parker. Uh, and the rest and of us just sit at home. That's someone that's coming from somebody. And wait for a text a kid, message or a call. Uh, in these COVID times, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Nope. And... Yeah. And I mean, so so in that sense, it's almost like, well, let's just go ahead and like we'll just do Thanksgiving like we're planning on. We just won't have any like you know we won't have any extended family come over. Uh. But we'll just do the turkey and do the food and eat and see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> it's very weird, man. It's weird. But in terms of the food, that's what that's what we're nothing nothing crazy this so, year. Mashed potatoes. Uh, we really don't ever do anything turkey, that's super weird. Uh, stuffing. I do re- gravy. I, yep. Stuffing. Yep, gravy. Uh, we'll do the green bean casserole. Uh, we'll do the, the, the Brussels sprout okay, squash thing. And that's basically, uh, it. dude. Okay. So here, uh, the story, how are you, the, how are you doing your Turkey? Um, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should tell, tell the story. Just know this. There are people out, there are people out there that charge an exorbitant amount of money for a Turkey, uh, that, you know, will I will I will give a debrief of whether it's if it was worth it or not. Okay, uh, let me ask you first of all. Let's just get down to the basics. Eighteen pounds. How big is your turkey? I'm assuming you have it already. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And ours we're is, super ours thankful. Like we had a friend a uh, that. Uh, she cannot do Thanksgiving the way she wants to do Thanksgiving. So she gave us the turkey. Um, and so, yeah, we picked it up. So that was super thankful. Oh, cool. For that. Um, and 18 pound turkey. We usually get it. We usually totally do awesome. like 
a smaller turkey, like a 13, 14 pounder, and then do do a smaller ham. Right. But because the turkey's so big, we're not doing Oh, okay. And then we do green bean casserole, sweet potatoes. Um, right. Like sugared sweet potatoes. Uh, um, Gosh, the sweet potatoes. Mashed, that's something that we could yeah, have done. Yeah, potatoes, rolls. And we usually do that. Yeah. We usually do that. Or squash. Dude, you do, do nope. uh, when you, you do the freaking butternut squash. Oh, yeah. But yeah. and you mat and mash it up. Um, you ever had? And that? then April's like, we're only oh, doing yeah, three good. desserts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, well, usually you're like, like so says desserts. you. Yeah. Um. But oh boy. We're only, well, and, and normally too, we have people. It's a lot over, of dessert. Having people over. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the staple is banana. So, what are the desserts? Recipe. Oh man, yeah. It's, Ooh boy, um, I bet that's good. Some uh, <laughs> pie, probably uh, pumpkin pie, and then there's one other thing. What is the other thing? It's three. I could probably look it up, and I want to. But yeah, um, yeah, good, good stuff, man. Like you know, that's the, that's the staple. Yeah, we uh, for desserts, uh, we seem to be this. I think what has over time become sort of our routine thing is uh, we always have a chocolate cream. We always have a um, like a chocolate cream pie. Jennifer's got a big thing about chocolate cream pie. She's first. I for, I ended up finding myself in this family, dude. With a wife and kids that, you know, I raised and none of them eat pie. They all have this weird hang up about fruit pie. They're like, they haven't uh, had a good fruit, fruit pie. pie. Uh, I'm like, what is the matter with you? Are you a bunch of communists or something? Seriously. I'm like, there's that's communism, dude. Come on. It's pie, man. Like, what's more American than pie? Come on. Pie, apple pie, blueberry pie. I'll tell you, I made a blueberry pie a couple of years ago. Oh my lord, dude! It was so good. I found a uh, actually found my oh, mother's well, recipe they, for well, blueberry cobbler that's, the other day. Question. Oh, I, I don't. They don't like cooked fruit. That's their big thing. I don't like cooked fruit. I don't like the. I don't like the texture. Where, da, 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 da. I'm like, dude, stop! It is what delicious. Did you do? <laughs> I don't know. They all have this. They all. They all have this weird hang-up about the texture of foods. Like, my oh my god, I love ricotta. She can't stand ricotta cheese. I love ricotta cheese, and it's like, dude, I love making a badass lasagna, and I'll use ricotta cheese. I'll mix it with like spinach or you know mushrooms or whatever. She's like, ah, eh, I don't like the, I don't like ricotta. I'm like, what? Dude, it's like creamy. That's it's crazy so talk. good. Crazy, it's almost sweet. Crazy talk. Nope. She won't do it. She won't do it. I know. That's what I'm talking about. And that's, it's all of them. They all have like their little niche thing with the texture. And like, oh, that texture. I'm like, come on, man. We are missing out. Although I do have to say, since we moved into this place, like, you know, Mackenzie and, and, and Cody are in their own place now. 
being here with Madison and Parker, they're all about the lasagna. And I did make a lasagna a few weeks ago, and it was effing whoa, banging, whoa, 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 dude. Where do you get the It sauce was from? so good. It had been so long. Okay, uh, okay. Keep going. All right. Make? I make a sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what I'll do, I'll tell you what I use. The key for me is the noodles. And strangely, the noodles that I really like to use are the non-boil freaking noodles. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, You can buy the, they're like Barilla lasagna noodles, but you don't, you don't cook them. You don't boil them first. You just, they're like hard. You lay them in there. They're sort of lighter. They're more delicate. They're not as doughy and heavy as the regular noodles are, which I like. Uh, but I'll always do. Uh, I'll make a. I'll make a sauce, and the sauce will be something fairly simple. It'll be diced garlic. Uh, yeah, I'll actually. I'll usually put uh, like maybe roasted red pepper, uh, artichoke hearts. Uh, maybe I'll put uh, beef in it. Something like that. I'll dice tomatoes, that whole nine yards. And I'll layer it up. So I'll put some sauce down. I'll put the uh, layer of noodles. Then I'll put the uh, ricotta mixture, which, like I say, I'll do ricotta with, uh, say, spinach. Or actually, I'll do – sometimes I'll actually do uh, mushrooms. And I'll do that. Then I'll lay – I'll do a layer of, of fresh spinach on top of that. Do another layer of noodles, then the next layer is meat. So I'll do like sausage on that, you know. And I'm doing, the, I'm layering this bad boy up, man. So it's like ricotta, mozzarella, sp- you know, s- all that trash. It's Dude, making it's, me hungry. It's is what pretty it's damn good. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Well, and, uh, and the thing is, yep. is that it's great. I love a meal like that because you get you have leftovers, and it's perfect for lunch. The next day, you're like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? Oh, I'll take a piece of lasagna with me. Boom. Done. Easy. Uh, so, yeah, like I say, and th- I think that we'll end up with a decent amount of leftovers, at least so far, insofar as the turkey this year. Because 16 and a half pounds for what ultimately at the most is going to be maybe six people at dinner. I mean, they usually say like a pound a person. We're going to end up with some substantial uh, leftovers. I did make sure that I looked at the uh, proper way for thawing the bird, uh, which every year I have to look that up because I forget how long it has to thaw out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's in the fridge. So I mean, I I bought it Sunday. Well, so this... I mean, if I take it out on Thursday, it should be good. I think if I if if it's still a little frozen, then I can do the cold water method for maybe an hour this or two bird that we got, just to completely that we make got sure that it's good to go uh, before. Uh, and it was, yeah. Oh, nice. Grass fed, free range. So it was kind of like all this. I cannot, I can't believe you know how what? much of this free range garbage there is at the store, dude. I go to buy eggs the other day, and every damn carton of eggs is like free range, organic. Like what? I'm like, dude, I just need eggs. Well, and just I will a tell simple you, eighteen pack of you know freaking large eggs. That'd be great. Yeah. I I will report. If there's that a difference on Monday, 
Well, if it's all the things that if it's if if it was if it was you know if it was marketed as some free range, this thing had like a, I don't know, this turkey had like a, 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 on a fix life. on life, you know. Then I don't know. <laughs> then it better taste pretty damn good, because that thing had had reached that had almost reached consciousness. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it should have been spared. Life should have been spared. <laughs> Right, that's what, well, you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. It, it, was this really a turkey that's like just about to be like, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> who who am I? What? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Oh man. And then what else? Yep. So you're doing you're doing the turkey. You're you're doing the the sweet potatoes now. When you are you doing are you doing now? This is this is always a question that I find very intriguing. Sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes or yams? I don't know. Uh, okay, what is the difference? The can, <laughs> the can, and there is the quantity. Um, actually, yeah, and I, then you know, and then, uh, that's you know, it's what it's I'm my, saying. It's my wife's grandmother's recipe. And I'm telling you what, dude, it, it, it tastes like a dessert. Yeah, because oh, you're she, talking about she the puts sweet like the the how does she how does she do on top with the sugar? The the they're mashed oh, and then the the top and then are they mashed? Right, but I'm telling you, it, it, it tastes like a dessert, and and not and oh, it's not God. the uh, it's, yeah, no, I can imagine on it. No, 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 no. Sugar, pecans. So you say you mash yep. it and she covers it in the, in, in what, pecan? Ooh, boy. There are many, that many naps are taken dude. on Thanksgiving Day. Mmm. Um, well, and it also depends <laughs> right? on when the Cowboys are playing. <laughs> Multiple naps. Uh, you know, so uh, they're the later game. Right. The, the when are Cowboys they Cowboys and Indians. It's the Cowboys and the Washington Football Club. Yeah. No. Um, we're the later the game. Washington football guys. So okay. she's asked me well, the what team, time the you team eat? with no name. And it's like, okay, if we were the noon game, then it would be we eat at noon, right? And then throughout the day, but because it's like I, we may eat around like two o'clock, three o'clock, and then the game will start at four, and then halftime you go back and you get seconds. Okay. Or more like thirds or fourths, but halftime. Oh yeah, sure. And then and then there's another football game after that right. one because they do three football games now on uh, on Thanksgiving. So then it's like, yeah, right, yep. See, that's the only thing we're going to be missing, uh, you know. And that's what I wanted to get into, like the Black Friday stuff. But usually it's the ham that's left over, ham and eggs for days, dude. But I don't know how the whole Black oh, Friday yeah. is going to work out for sure this year. Yeah, I think that it is going to be. We were just talking about this with Mackenzie. I think it was yesterday or something. You know, I think that it's going to end up being freaking. It's going to be just an extended, like, four day long Cyber Monday. People are not going out to the stores, dude. And these retailers have got to figure out 
And I'm sure they are fully prepared for the fact that people are not going to be showing up at their brick-and-mortar locations to get a deal. Everybody is going to be shopping online this year. And so it's I can only imagine it's going to be, you know, it'll be one of those things where, you know, you jump on it. I will be very interested to see if maybe the deals actually get better as the weekend goes along. And then finally on Monday is like, I mean, I can't. I, that's a that's a gamble to think like that because I mean who knows maybe you get to Monday and they're like okay enough enough savings I don't know but yeah I think that I think the whole thing's got to just be some sort of online shopping thing and it'll be marketed a particular way but essentially when it all boils down it's just one long four days of of Cyber Monday uh yeah that's my well, how many deals really like what what are you trying to get you know what i mean uh, like what are you really saving yeah i mean and that's that's a yeah well i mean and some of them but i mean i think some of these places man i mean when they're you know some of these places that are offering you know some of these places that are offering 50 60% off I mean, it was, I think it was Mackenzie or one of the ladies, one of the Wallace women, you know, was talking about, I think it was freaking Navy, Old Navy or something the other day had some deal going on and it was like everything in the freaking store was 50% off. And 50% off is a pretty significant savings. Um, So I don't know. I mean... I think that, you know, a lot of these retailers also got to realize that there are a lot of folks, man, with all this stuff that's going on. There's yeah. a lot of folks that are pretty damn strapped for cash. Yeah, I mean, all these, you know, these new lockdown orders that are coming. And I mean, God help you if you're one of these folks who works as, you know, works in a bar. I mean, that's just the way. I mean, I don't know where I don't know what the deal is where you're at, but here, yep, same. The bars have to close by ten o'clock at night, you know. And uh, you know, I find that interesting because you talk to the guys who run the bars, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, our busiest time is usually from two in the afternoon till midnight. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to open up earlier so that our busy time will be from noon until ten. And I mean, that's really what's going to happen. I mean. Uh, and obviously they're, I mean, these places are, are exercising all the, you know, the, the precautions they're supposed to, you go to these bars, you sit down at a bar and there's a piece of glass in front of your face between you and the, and the bartender. I mean, so what are you supposed to do? I mean, we went out to eat the other night, we went to dinner and it's the typical thing. Walk in there with a mask on, sit at your table, take your mask off. We're not sitting nobody's within six feet of us. We're all sitting there having dinner. So, um, yeah, like I say, I mean, uh, so, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, I, my big thing is I just, I want to take care of <laughs> shopping early this year, man. I, we say it every year. We say it every year, but I really have a feeling that this year, that's something that we should hopefully be able to do. Uh you know, the kids are all older. I know that there's a very good chance. I mean, we'll have at least one infant in the house, a newborn in the house for Christmas, which will be cool. Uh, it'll be neat to have, a, you know, have a little one in the house for, for Christmas. It's the first time in years and years and years. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I say, uh, uh, it's going to be have, different. 
seriously be considered because of the whole online thing. Just, hey kids, uh, here's yeah. your gift card for two hundred fifty bucks. You buy whatever. Go, just go. Yeah, we yeah we we have been exchanging lists that that like within the past week or so. The kids, and it wasn't even us, it was the kids. The kids were like, you guys need to put together Christmas lists. Jen had asked them for a Christmas list. The kids, all of a sudden, like, they shit a list. And then they're like, okay, well, you got to send us a list so that we know what you guys want. And a lot of this stuff is done on Amazon, that type of thing, uh, which makes things easy. So, really, the important thing is is communication. It's being able to talk, you know amongst the family and say, okay, well, you know, we're going to buy, you know, letting, letting everybody else know, okay, like Mackenzie asked for this thing and we bought her that. So make sure none of you guys buy that. Cause we already took care of it. That kind of thing. Cause we actually have found ourselves in a position oh, really? <laughs> in years past where we ended up with like doubles of stuff. Oh yeah. Because like we weren't communicating well enough and you know, somebody bought it and then somebody else had no idea that somebody else had bought it and ended up with two of them. So, um, and there's no shortage of stuff that these, you know, especially with the, the babies coming, man, in this house, there's no shortage of stuff that they need. I mean, especially Mackenzie, I was talking with her. I mean, she's got like a registry and all that stuff for people to, you know, to, to, you know, buy stuff, you know, for them. And like, she's still, they have some significant stuff that they still need to get. Like they don't, they still are looking at like a, they still need like a pack and play, uh, and I think the two things were a pack and play and like the baby swing. So, um, but you know, they're putting it together. They've still got another couple five months until she's you know, ready to pop. So, uh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I don't think, th- I'm not sure if the kids really understand what we're talking about when we get very real with them and they're like, this kid is going to shit 10 times a day. You're going to change that diaper 10 times if a day. And of course they're sort like- of like, ha <laughs> I'm like, I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not laughing. I'm telling you the truth. This is what's going to happen. So I hope you're ready. Like, you cannot have too many diapers. So, um, but yeah, no, they're, you know, they're ready to rock and roll. Madison said she was going to double check her hospital bag today, make sure that she's good to go with that. And, you know, she's ready to to, to rock when it's time to head out. So, um yeah, but anyway, uh, so new music Monday. I don't know if you've been checking out what I've been listening Sounds to in like the background. Sounds like eighties love songs during our uh, our little internet broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is eighties. Can you hear that? Here we go. Here, I'm gonna turn it up a little bit. So what do you? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Okay, first of all, I don't know if you can hear that, but we're definitely not singing in English. Do you know who I'm listening to? Okay. You're not exactly sure? Uh, Abba? No. No. Not sure. Not sure. Trying to reconnect. No, I'm connected. You still there? Yeah. All right, can you yeah. hear me now? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh yeah. So do you know who that was yeah. that I'm that I've been listening to? Uh, ah, uh, nope. man. 
I was really hoping that you were going to p- pick this out. Dude, my buddy Mike shared this the other day. He sent it. He sent me a copy of it, and it was "I Like That Girl" from 1983 on ABC Television. It is Menudo. Oh, <laughs> hey, new. Hey, wow. what is old is new, and I have not listened to Menudo. Yes, Ricky. Martin. Yes, he was. I think I don't think he was in the original uh, formulation of the band. And for, and I'm assuming. Okay, I will. I will give people the benefit of the doubt. Not everybody knows who Menudo is. So, uh, first of all, it's one of my favorite. Is it a food? What is it? Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, it it's Mexican soul food, man. Uh, but I will say, it's made with like tongue ah. and tripe. Okay, and then yeah, in a broth. Uh, some people put hominy and like onions and or hominy is what what we like. Depends on what region, and then like onions, lemon, okay, lime, whatever. But yeah, it does not smell good. It's yeah. one of those that takes all day, but it does not smell good when because you're you're right. boiling tr- tongue. And and stomach innards and oh shit! Oh. So that is this is legit. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, there you like, go. Yeah, but but the the group yes. so, knew, though. Yeah. So like, go ahead because I'm, I'm, I'm but. But what's funny is because it's Spanish, but then like Menudo is really from Puerto Rico. I, are, are, you know, that's why Ricky Puerto Martin Rico? was in it. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. I just knew that they were Latino. So, uh, I'm very into, and and the thing that to me, and I was talking to my wife about this before the show, the thing that I find for folks who are unfamiliar with the menudo phenomenon, uh, that, like I say, the video that he showed me, I like that girl from 1983 ABC television. ABC Television, 1983, decides that they're going to start broadcasting these little music videos of what essentially is a Latino boy band called Menudo. And they put on these, like, they sing, like, these really cheesy pop tunes. I mean, cheesy. Yeah. Cheesy. It was, it was, it was their version. Yeah, like, like. Because what's a previous boy band? There was more like a family band. Yeah, like but this wasn't this. Um, yeah, that were in the pop culture. But like, what boy bands? Uh, you know, were going on. I mean, yeah, J- Jackson Five. Sure. Want to call them a boy but, band, but but the same idea. But the whole point was that the music was really really cheesy, um, and I found it interesting in hindsight sort of what was the driving force behind doing that as far as ABC television was concerned. Um, I think that it was probably a reaction to a demographic shift in terms of viewership across the country. I think that, I think that uh, ABC was becoming aware that there was a growing number of Latino Americans and particularly Latino American kids who were watching Saturday morning cartoons. 
and that's that, what I mean. That was me. That's me. Right. Eight, eight, and so, and for and for many of these kids, uh, particularly you know kids who maybe English was a second language, uh, you know, a, a group like Menudo and having this broadcast on on national television was a way of sort of uh, helping them to assimilate and feel sort of more normal. Um, and I think it's very interesting because, I mean, I grew up in a place, obviously, here in Maine, where there were no, there were no Latino American kids. I didn't go to school with Latino American kids. To me, the Menudo thing was very strange because I was like, why is this thing on television? Like, why do they have these, why do they have this boy band yeah, national, no, not even ABC, since, like, regional. National. Like, why is this boy band singing in Spanish on my Sunday, like, during my, son, like, Saturday morning cartoons? This is very strange. Uh, but anyway, it, it truly was a phenomenon. Like you say, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, Ricky Martin was born out of that and turned into this huge Latin pop star. Uh International. I mean, he was huge, absolutely huge. But the, again, that's the, my, my contribution for New Music Monday. Again, something old is something new because I had not heard a Menudo song in I don't know how many years. And my buddy sends me this thing of I like that girl. And I'm like, oh, my. And the video, dude. Oh, my. Oh. What, is that the one where they're wearing the super well, like I mean they have this whole collection yes like, I mean it's like these you know they're wearing like blue pants with these like bright yeah like bright colored shirts pants. of orange and red and green and you know and, and, and like I say it's the the production quality they're yes. the latino the, the, the production quality is just so lacking <laughs> And the music is, and the whole time they keep talking about this girl, you know, uh, mucho, mucho. They keep doing this whole thing. See, I like her so much. Mucho, mucho. Like this whole thing. And freaking the whole time they just keep cutting away to this, this video of this girl. And she's just like smiling. She's just like, like this Mexican girl, Latino girl. And she's like, got it. She's smiling. like the fan is blowing. So her hair is all blowing around. And then at some point, like, her hair's wet. And she's just, like, in slow motion, like, tossing her hair around. And you're just, like... Yes. And and they all have the, oh, yeah. what I call the loose Yeah, they're all, like, some of them are almost, like, froze. Yeah, or then they've like, got, like, that feathered look, like you say, like, the Luke Skywalker haircut. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm going to share yeah. this video because it is, like, yeah. holy blast from the past. <laughs> And and what's what's always awesome too is that if it's an all boy band, like for some like all the boys in the band, right, right. Are like sure, like the same girl, and they yep. like, oh my god, it's know. just too much, too much. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so dude. Menudo, there's my wow. contribution. <laughs> yes, well, that is that is way out. Like wow, I try. I'm proud of you. So proud. No, it's not. Not, it's, it's not, not it's metal. not even rock and it's <laughs> it's not even rock and roll. It's quite, it is not quite even the rock opposite. and roll. It is pop. Pop. So mine uh this Friday no. on Netflix. We're not sponsored by Netflix. Um Voices of Fire. Oh, I think I'd heard about this. Uh in my my seven degrees of separation with that is that 
there's an active duty Navy sailor who is who's now stationed in the Navy band in D.C. who tried out for Voices of Fire. Voices of Fire is a gospel group that Pharrell Williams and his uncle, who are Pharrell Williams, is from uh, Virginia Beach, and his uncle lives in Norfolk and is a is a pastor in Norfolk. They made this this like group based on people mostly from Virginia, and this is the documentary. But uh, the song, one of the songs that came out of that is a song called uh, Letters to My Godfather that Pharrell went on Jimmy Kimmel, on Jimmy Fallon with the Voices of Fire. And it's a great, like, it's a whole documentary. And they really? feature the sailor a lot. Yeah, because she has a backstory. But it's amazing, like, some of these people, like, their entire stories, just like any documentary would. Um, but it's really cool, like, you know someone that's on there, and then, you know, uh, they've done a couple of gigs. Of course, COVID shut everything down on that. Um, that's awesome. But, yeah, she she made it. You know what I mean? Like, and and they are going to do a record, but it's just everyday people. Like, one le- it, some of the stories, like, uh, whether – and they picked people who mm-hmm. never sung gospel before, ever. Um. So it's it's an amazing journey, but it's called Letters to My Godfather. Yeah. I thought it was weird because Pharrell can kind of sing, um, but on this song he chose to use the oh yeah, yeah, I know like what you mean. auto yeah, yeah. auto tune, where it makes you sound like on it. Um, but yeah, I'll post the That's video cool. there on Kimmel. But yeah, it's a super cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like oh, I know her. Like I was I was stationed with her in Great Lakes, and now she's in D.C. But she tried out for this and made it. And one of her. St- her stories, if you don't, her story and her trials, yeah, right. if you don't yeah, get exactly. the feels from it, there's something wrong. Nah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. You know, it's cool. It's like sharing something that's like got a little bit of a personal angle, you know, and obviously something that's local to where you're at, which is very cool, you know, so very, yeah. very cool. Yep. I, I wonder, I wonder how many people yeah, are right. going to buy that church now. Yeah, right. Like, oh, there it was. Like, Actually, some will. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. I guarantee you people are so, doing that. Hey, well, yeah, for the I folks who are out there checking out the show, thanks for tuning in. You know, we love you guys so much. And thanks for, uh, you know, for reaching out, you know, telling your family, telling your friends. Uh, Thursday, we'll be doing uh, what's the last thing you watched on YouTube. Actually, Thursday, most likely, we'll, I'm, I'm assuming we're probably going to end up pushing to like maybe Friday or something because Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. So, uh, yeah. Yes, Black we'll Friday a, report. We'll, Black everybody, Friday you know, we'll report. be able to give each other a uh, give uh, give the audience a debrief on how our uh, Thanksgiving festivities went, and uh, we'll see how the Cowboys did. You know, fingers crossed for you. Hey, hey, man. We won, you know, we won. We won one game, so it's yeah, you know, weird. You know, I was like, this is how it feels. Oh my god! Weekend, so uh, <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. I'm not uh, exactly we have the thrilled. Same and then the Pats lost Rex, Rex freaking Burkhead. Yeah. He blew out his freaking blew his ACL out. So I know I got to change him out of my. Yep. So so for the folks out there, thanks for tuning in. Tell everybody, and uh, we'll see you on uh, was most likely on Friday. All right, later.